Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello and welcome back. Shabbat Shalom. Today is August 13th, 2022. We're doing this lesson a little early today. I usually start at one. I'm doing it a little early because I got things to do before that very important things. Not that the most high is not important, but these are dire things. And, you know, um, like I said, the most high the most high is more important than anything. This is why it's still being done. <laughs> but um, I want to welcome everybody uh, being here. And we are resuming the Yahusha outline number two. Now, we did discuss that Yahusha, the name Yahusha in the regular Bible is Joshua. I also uh, told you that there's no such thing as Jesus. That is a Latin name. I just want to give you a little bit of information about that. People keep saying Jesus, but if you go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, which that ain't their name either, and you read through those scriptures and you see that Pontius Pilate, the one who governed the fact that Yahshua was impaled on a tree, they say hung on a cross, which is not true. I wasn't hanging people on crosses. They was impaling them. But um, Pontius Pilate wrote something on a plaque over Yahusha. And it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. The thing about that, the Old, the Old Testament was written in Hebrew and Aramaic. Those are the, um, those are the languages of the children of Israel. Okay, those were the languages. Then when the New Testament came, it was written in Hebrew and Greek. Remember, the Most High's children are Yasharel. So they was speaking in Hebrew and Greek in the New Testament because of the fourth kingdom came and conquered. Were they speaking in Latin? Is it anywhere, anywhere that it says that they were speaking in Latin? So again, Pontius Pilate, who is a Roman, wrote it in three languages. The Latin language had nothing to do with Hebrews. So why are the children of Israel calling the um, Yeshua Jesus? Why? Go read it for yourself and pay attention. This is what the Ruach will do for you when you're walking in the Ruach. Let he who has an ear hear what the Ruach is saying. Now back to what I was saying in regards to Yahusha, who is they call Joshua. Now remember, there was no J's 500 years ago. So his name was Yahshua, although the heathens put Joshua. Understand that. You're going to learn something every day you deal with me. Okay? We're going to learn together. We're going to grow together because that's the way the Most High wants it. 
Now, before I go into this lesson, please understand that we are available on three platforms, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can um, upload those concerns on Spotify after the little bit of vignette, which is the little story of whatever um, lesson or lecture that I am giving. You can upload the question or you can contact me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. That's cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. I also have um, a little announcement before the actual lecture goes, so you'll be able to hear that. And next week is the outline um, number three, excuse me, number three, which concerns chapters seven, eight, and nine, okay? So that's my little uh, <laughs> spiel before the lesson. Okay, um, hold on a minute. Um, can you do me a favor? Can you pass me that? Pass me right here. Well, thank you, the ruler. Okay, thank you. All right, now we are ch on chapters four, five, and six, okay? Chapter four discusses Deborah and Barak's rescue from um, the Canaanites. Now, we know that from um, the last part of the Deuteronomy um, and going into the first outline, one, two, and three of um, Yeshua, that at this time, Moshe passed away. He died because Moshe said, no, you're not going to, um, you're not stepping your foot in the promised land, but you can see the promised land and he allowed him to see it. Um, and um, they assembled after uh, Moshe went up the mountain, the Most High put his blessing, took the blessing off Moses and put it on Yahshua, okay? And then now Yahshua has the power. I already told you nobody on earth ever, 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 aside from them, uh, aside from certain kings that were ordained. Why were they ordained? Because the spirit comes over them to control the masses. One person cannot control a whole multitude of people. Show me where. Show me anywhere. Because even in certain countries that have totalitarianism, they still got armies that move when they tell them to. And they're all in cahoots together because nobody, I mean, if you pre pledging your allegiance to somebody on an earthly realm, something's in it for you. But when the most high got something to do with it, nothing's in it for none of them. The most high's glory is on that person. And this is what's going on with Yeshua. Uh, the most high took his glory and power, a spirit of power off of Moshe and put it on um, Yahushua. Moshe's real name. That's Moshe. That's his real name. Um, Moses, they say in the Bible, but Moshe, that's his real name. Okay. So like I said, okay. Uh, Yahshua 4, 1 through 8. Um, so um, Yahshua is directed by the Most High. Okay. Remember, the power shifted from Moses to Moshe, a.k.a. Yahshua. Okay. The 12 men are appointed to take um, 12 stones for a memorial um, and out of the Jordan. And um, we're going we're gonna to mix from Joshua 4, 1 through 9, okay? So the 12 men take um, stones as 
a memorial out of the Yarden, which is, they say Jordan, but it's really Yarden. It's the um, river. And um, 12 other stones are set up in the midst of the Yarden. Okay, so um, when the people passed over, remember last, not last week, the week before, the last lesson, um, they assembled and now they're going in to have war. So they have to cross the Yarden. So um, the Yarden's a big river. Um, and you can't just cross it. However, there's nothing impossible with the Most High. So the Most High is instructing Yahusha to assemble everybody. So in the assembly, you have the people that's fighting in the front. You got all the regular people, the women, the children, the young um, young youth and all that that can't go to war. They're in the middle. And then there's some people in the back just to make sure everybody's good and nobody's um, killing anybody in the back or on the side. And like, so they're very well um, situated so that they um, could cross this huge, deep river. So the Most High tells them, and this is what I, we already spoke about this, but I'm just going to give you a little uh, recap. Most High said, when those priests step their foot, touch that river, you're going to see a miracle. And that's exactly what happened. Praise God. So at, at this time right now, that was... Um, the first lesson, the river separated in front of everybody. Okay, this is not the first time that the Most High separated the river. This is not the first time. So the uh, the Most High stopped the river. It was like a waterfall and all kinds of stuff going on. The Most High receded that river so that everybody could get cross. And everybody in the camp of Yasharel saw this miracle. What did I tell you before? The Most High said, nobody saw my miracles. Nobody saw the blessings. Nobody but y'all. Nobody. You are my children. You are the apple of my eye and everybody else is spitting the bucket. I just um, quoted for Ezra. Okay? You're not going to play with the Most High. Anyway, so when the people passed over the yard and remember, the minute those um, priests touched a dip of water is zip, zip, zip. And it stopped. So everybody's crossing over. So they crossed over the yard. And, and Yah spoke to Yahushua and said, take 12 men out of the people of each line. Remember, there's 12 tribes. And go to the place where I, um, where the priest's feet stood firm. Remember, when the priest stepped their toe in their water, that's where the Most High wants you to put the 12 stones. You shall carry them over with you. And leave them in the lodging place where you shall load this night. Excuse me, lodge. Lodge this night. I'm reading my own writing, people. And I need some glasses. But it's a lot of bottom glasses, which is 400 something dollars. You're going to have to bear with me. <laughs> okay? So um, leave them in that place that you're going to lodge this night. Remember, the Most High is speaking directly to Yeshua, just like he did to Moses. After that, it's never going to happen again. Remember, because the children of Israel said they don't want to hear from him. After Yahshua, Moses and Yahshua, the most I said, I ain't speaking to nobody no more directly. I'm going to speak to you in dreams and um, uh, visions. Yes. And that's why there's um, prophets. Simply because the children of Israel didn't want to listen to the most I, which, like I said, that was the beginning of the end in Deuteronomy. Because the children of uh, Israel is going to go down by then. It's going to be like a roller coaster to them. When they start listening, the Most High is going to put them on high. 
when they stop listening, mo the most high going to set them low, low, low to the ground. Uh -huh. Like mumbo. All the way down to the ground. That's where the most high is going to lay them. And he's going to use these heathen nations to lay them low. Yes. So, like I said, the most high is telling Yahusha, take all these um, rocks. Take them with you in the place where you're going to lodge because he's doing something with them. These stones will be a memorial of the miracle that the Most High did, okay? And Yahushua set up the stones like he said, and um, they are there until this day, it says. So if you could ever part the, um, the yard and like the Most High said, or the Most High did, then you can see those stones at the bottom of that river. The priests who were holding the ark in the midst of the yarden in that river that receded until everything was finished that Yahuwah, yeah, Yahuwah commanded Yahusha to speak to the people according to all that Moses has commanded Yahshua. And the people passed over the yarden. And the children of Gad, Reuben, and the half tribe of Manasseh, remember they was on the other side, they're not going to be residing with um, the children, uh, the bulk of the children on the other side in Canaan. They're not going to reside there. Um, they all passed over, and the, um, the children of Gad, Reuben, and uh, Manasseh, they came ready, honey. They was armed. They was armed, okay? Um, and um, it was about 40,000 that prepared for war before Yah ready for battle. Uh -huh. They came ready. They ain't have to get ready. They came ready, okay? Because they're going to keep their word because the Most High said, keep your vows, children of Israel that are not keeping your vows now. This is why you in the situation you're in. Keep your vows. At that time, that's what they did. Oh, we going to protect y'all. Y'all are our brethren. We sitting here on the other side of the Jordan, but we coming. We going to come over because they asked um, Moshe, can they have that part for their multitudes of flocks and all that stuff, them three together? Moses said, yes, you can have that if you keep your word and say you're going to be there for your brethren. They ready. Okay? All right. So the people, um, um, Yahshua 10, 4, uh, excuse me, Yahshua 4, 10 through 13, the people passed over. So, um, like I said, they was ready for battle. Um, they came... Uh, they came ready for battle. Gad, Reuben, and the half tribe of Manasseh. Oh, they came to rumble. Okay? Full armor gear. They ready. Okay? Because most I said, assemble yourselves. But oh, just wait and see what's going to happen. So Yahshua 4.14 says, the most high magnifies Yahusha. Oh, yes, he does. So on that very day, Yahuwah magn yeah, excuse me, magnified Yahusha in the front of the whole congregation. And they feared Yahusha as they feared Moshe, which is Moses, all of the days of his life because he had that blessing on him. He had that spiritual power. He had a spirit of power on him. And nobody dared to cross him. And, and let me tell you something. Just like Moshe was mighty, Yahusha was mighty too. Oh, yes. The son of Mun. I mean, excuse me, Nun, the son of Nun, N-U-N. Oh, yeah, he was mighty. Oh, yes. Okay, then Yah told Yahusha to tell the priest to come out of the yard and get out of there, because he can already put the yard back, 
and then their feet were lifted up. Listen to this, because this is another miracle. When uh, the Most High told uh, Yahusha to tell a priest to come out of the yard. So he's, he's given um, Yahusha the word to tell a priest, okay, it's, not, it's time to come out. Because, you know, nobody don't know. They just waiting for the word. They waiting for the word from Yahusha. Remember, he had that power. Everybody um, was fearful. When I mean fearful, it also means reverence. They loved him and they respected him. And they also feared him, just like the Most High. That's what the Most High wants you to do to him. He wants you to fear him. When he's saying fear, he's meaning love and reverence. Uh, reverence. But if you don't love and reverence him, then fear him because he can destroy you. And you'll see when we keep moving on in the scriptures. But like I said, the Most High told um, Yahusha, um, let the priest know that it's time to come out. So when he let the priest know, guess what? Their feet was lifted up, all of them. Remember, it's four priests that's holding this... Um, the Ark of the Covenant, two in the back, two in the front, and there's some that sit on the side. They walk to the side of it. Nobody touches it. Remember, we went through this. There's a acacia pole that goes through the rings, the gold rings of the Ark of the Covenant, and they hold the pole. It's a special kind of wood, acacia wood. They hold the poles. Nobody touches the, um, the Ark of the Covenant because it's too holy. The Most High lifted all the priests up, and put them over on the other side. And this is what it says. Um, like I said, um, when their feet were lifted up, all of them, unto the land. So the Most High lifted up the priests in front of everybody's eyes and put them over in land. So you see them levitating because you don't see nobody uh, picking them up. You see them levitating from the middle of that river onto the uh, dry land. Everybody. Uh-huh. Okay. Then after that, the waters returned back to normal. It started flowing like it did before the Most High stopped it. Is that not blessings on blessings on blessings and miracles on miracles that the children of Israel saw firsthand? Firsthand. Then the people camped in Gilgal, east of the border of Jericho, and Yahusha pitched the twelve stones in Gilgal. Remember. There's two types, there was two, actually 24 stones. Some of was in the water and some was on land. I'm gonna tell you why in a minute. So he pitched the 12 stones in Gilgal um, and he spoke with the children of Israel to remind them of what the stones meant. Now, remember the Most High said, you remind your kids, you remind the people who come to camp in your land, you remind the old people, the new people, the young people, the babies, who I am, my miracles, and my lower statutes and precepts and commands. This is what the Most High said. Remember when we was in Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy for so long, and the Most High kept saying the same thing over and over because he was teaching the children of Israel and reminding them and reiterating millions of times. Listen to what I say. My, my lower statutes, precepts, and commands. Teach your children, teach your old people, teach your young people, teach the people who come in a camp to respect me. Everybody, write it on the mountain, write it on your hand, write it on the rooftop, write it on your house. Do all of that and remind them of me because I am your father. You are my set apart branches. This is why. But are the children of Israel going to listen? No. Through different kings, there's going to be various kings throughout the whole time. We're going to be talking about Old Testament. 
Some kings are going to be good and they're going to be righteous and they're going to listen to the Most High. And then those other kings are going to be wicked and wretched. Oh, yes, they will be. And the Most High going to lay them low. Oh, yes, he is. So, like I said, but in regards to Yahusha um, abide by the Most High and so did Moses. This is why Yahusha was picked. Okay. Yahusha 4, 20 through 24. The 12 stones were pitched in Gilgal. We already talked about that. And um, while he pitched them, he wanted everybody to know what the meaning of the stones was. So if you knew and you saw these 12 stones just sitting there out of nowhere, and it wasn't no little stones, because you could always move little stones. They was huge. If you knew what these were to the children of Israel, children of Israel only, they looked at these stones and they remembered. Because remember, they're ancestors and their forefathers that are alive or teaching the children so the children would just walk by or do whatever and they would see these 12 stones and it would be a reminder of what the most high did for the children of israel everything was symbolized by 12 stones okay meaning each and every each stone represented a house of israel there's 12 brothers 12 houses 12 lines 12 nations within the whole nation of Israel, 12 sub-nations, I would say, okay, so the Most High, remember, um, remember the stones um, in their meeting, that the Most High dried up the yard and before you until you passed over that river, like Yah did the Red Sea out of Mizraim, Egypt, so all the people will know the mighty hand of the Most High and you will fear him forever, so that's what the Most High is saying to um, Yahusha, Yahusha is telling everybody, okay? That was um, um, Yahusha 4, 20 through 24. Now we're on, um, now they're over in Gilgal. They didn't cross the Red Sea. Remember, multitudes of them, it was only almost a million if it wasn't a million of them, okay? So all the men that's 25 and older, older that's ready to fight, except for the Levites, they ready. They ready. Okay, so now we're on chapter five. That was the synopsis of chapter four. Now we're on chapter five, the song of Deborah and Barah. Um, Yeshua five and one, the Canaanites are afraid. So actually we're going to talk from um, Josh five, one through nine. Okay, um, the Canaanites are afraid. So the Amorites and the Canaanites and the kings heard that the Most High dried up the river Yarden. You see how fast it got back to people? Remember when the two messengers went into Canaan and they had to uh, they had to cross all the rest of those na national lines with those other nations to get into Canaan. Um, and people knew. Did I um, didn't I tell you that everybody in the Old Testament knew the Most High? They knew of the Most High. They didn't know the Most High. They know of him. Think about people who said, oh, yeah, I know you, but she was never formally introduced. You never had a conversation with somebody. You never formally know anybody, but they know of you. So um, they say they know you, but they don't really know you because technically they have never met you. Yes, they, um, they acknowledge you exist. They acknowledge that you are someone that maybe they know or um, has done something notable that they could recognize, but you have never met them or had a conversation with them directly. But you do know that they exist and whatever your um, uh, character is like. So this is how the um, 
other nations, they knew. They knew the Most High existed. Even though they worshiped devils, they knew the Most High was the um, creator of all things. They knew the Most High was the father of spirits. Remember, those devils that they worship in, they're spirits. So they knew the Most High. They knew of him. They knew his power. They knew his um, miracles, but they never saw them. They never witnessed them. This is what I mean. They knew, I'm not even going to say the character of the Most High because they didn't know the character, but they knew that it was the Most High by the power that he had, the L that he had, because he used the L, capital E, capital L, the power. So, um, like I said, the Amorites and the Canaanites kings heard that the Most High dried up the river Jordan for the children to pass over to get to the other side where they were. They were scared and they were sad. These are these kings and the nations because the kings make the announcements for the nations and their whole nations know. Now, remember way um, in the first lesson when Rahab, which that's not her real name, but we'll just say Rahab the hoe said, yeah, we know about your y'all. We know about your y'all. And we were sad when we heard that all those wars y'all was winning because we knew that y'all was coming. And we were sad. We, didn't have, we couldn't do nothing about it. So yes, they knew. So now they now they know. These um, nations know that the Mo Most High is sending and in the midst of the children of Israel. And they scared to their boots. Okay? Scared all the way down to the boots. Okay? So they knew that the children of Israel was coming to fight. Yahushua told the, uh, okay, the Most High told um, Yahushua, now that you're here, let me set the scene first. Remember, a lot of the people who came out of the Red Sea from Mizraim, they wandered in the wilderness because they didn't listen to the Most High, but they had children. So these were babies. So they wandered um, around for 40 years. All those people died out that didn't listen to the Most High because the Most High said, you ain't going to the promised land. I'm going to make y'all go round around in circles. Remember that in Deuteronomy. So now all these babies that was wandering around, now they grown men and they haven't been circumcised. They The covenant of the Most High from Abraham is everybody be circumcised simply because it is a symbol of you, your heart being pricked, but it's circumcision through the loins of a man. Remember, from a loin, from the loins of a man, he makes children. So that's a powerful thing. So at this time, yeah, the most high tells Yahushua, you make sure all these men are circumcised before they go to war. So Yahushua tells um, everybody, come on. He's sharpening up tools and doing everything because he's telling everybody, you got to be circumcised because while they were in the wilderness, they was babies. And uh, because of their forefathers perished in the wilderness for insubordination, they waited, the Most High waited um, for all of them to die. And then you, he moved forward. So while Yahushua was um, circumcising people in the camp, they had to wait for their foreskins to heal up. So they didn't go to war right away. They did, um, you know, he waited. I don't know how long he waited because it doesn't say. He waited for everybody's loins to heal because you, you can't go to battle and you're in pain, serious pain, especially your member is in pain. So it, it has to heal. So the Most High um, protected them until their um, loins were healed. Um, and then Yah told Yahusha, this day, I took the reproach of Mizraim off you, which is bondage, since they got circumcised. 
he took the bondage spirit off the children of Israel. Remember, they had it on them because the Most High made them keep wandering around, wandering around because they wasn't listening. But since they all dead now and the new the little children grew up and now they grown men, the Most High said, now I'm going to lift this bondage off you. Remember, bondage, that bondage of Mizraim, which they call Egypt. Remember, Mizraim means bondage. He put on the children of Israel, on a yoke on their neck. Yes, he did. And even in this day, in the New well, towards the New Testament, the Most High said, I'm going to put the yoke back on you since y'all didn't listen. This is why there was four kingdoms that overtook the children of Israel. The last kingdom was worse than anything. Um, I talk more about that in some of the lectures on uh, the platform library. Just look it up, please. Okay. Um, acquaint yourself with uh, the understanding of why the Most High is doing what he's doing. Okay. So the Most High said, um, to this day, I took the, repro the reproach of Mizraim off you, which means bondage. So now the name of this place is called Gilgal to this day. So the Most High is doing blessings in Gilgal. And this is why it's called Gilgal, but it was probably called something else. I don't know where it was prior to that. So to this day, it's called Gilgal. So let um, and remember that the Most High, when the Most High changed the name, it's changed. Remember, the Most High does change names. The devil changed names to children of Israel. Okay. So um, Yeshua 5, 10, and 11, the Passover is kept in Gilgal, and the children... Yeah, and the children of Israel camped in Gilgal and the peacock, which is the Passover. Peacock is the original Hebrew name of the Passover. In the places of Jericho on the 14th day of the month. Notice that the Most High doesn't name a month. Now, I did do a lesson in regards to days, months, years. The Most High never met, uh, the Most High did not um, name months. So today, as we uh, name months, everybody, January, February, March, April, May, no, that goes according to Eurocentric rule. That is not set by the Most High at all. All through these scriptures, you will see that the Most High says the 14, um, the, the writer or the scribe of the um, Sifa will communicate that um, the Most High is saying the 14th day of this or the 14th day or the 10th day of this. He never says months or anything like that because that's not how the Most High is. Because the children of Israel were planters and farmers, that's how he based the calendar on their planting times and their farming times. Remember, the children of Israel were very um, intellectually um, savvy when it came to um, rearing their livestock and planting gardens and knowing when the planting season was in different seasons. So that's how the Most High set the children of Israel's clocks like that. Not Monday on at two o'clock in December, we're going to do this and that because the Most High never did that ever. Okay. How does the devil fool the world? In every way. The Most High never had all those 12 seasons and all that. None of that. None of that. So, like I said, the children of Israel, they camped in Gilgal um, and the Peacock, which is the Passover, in the plains of Jericho, which is Jericho, in the 14th day of the month, and they ate the same produce of the land, meaning whatever they found in the land, because remember, the, around those lands, um, that's why they was calling them the land of milk and honey, because stuff was already done. Trees was already populated with um, fruits 
um, things. The land was fertile. The fruit was there. Everything was there. So they ate the produce of the land and um, the unleavened bread they made and they um, roasted the grain. They made unleavened cakes and um, that's how they were while they were camping. Um, Yeshua 5 and 12, they ate the, um, the grain of the land and um, the manna ceased. Now, remember, the children of Israel just came out of the, um, the wilderness, which is the desert. Now, you know, nothing really grows in the desert, nothing. So um, you might get like a little oasis here and there, but for the most part, nothing really grows there. And that's why there's certain trees and stuff that do grow there, but their roots are so deep, it goes into the water. Remember, there's two thirds water in the world and then there's one third land mass. Understand that, that's geography. Um, so if a tree is growing and it's in the middle of nowhere and it's dry as all, I don't know what, and this tree is growing, that means the roots is all the way down to where the water is. Uh-huh. So um, while, and I say this to say, because while the children of Israel was in the wilderness for 40 years, what do you find in the Egypt for 40 years? Anybody? Anybody? Nothing. You're going to dry up and you're going to die. However, the most high, all things are possible with the most high, the most high was in the midst of the children of Israel. Remember, by day, he was in the cloud. At night, he was fire. And the Ark of the Covenant. Ah. So what did the Most High do since um, Exodus? Gave them manna. So manna actually came from the sky and nourished the children of Israel. So right now that they in Gilgal, the children of Israel will not get manna anymore. So the, the manna dried up because the, they're approaching the land of milk and honey. Everything's already laid out for them and all of that. So the manna stopped. It dried up the next day after they ate the grain of the land and the um, and later on that year, they ate um, from the land of Canaan. Remember, the reason why they call it the land of milk and honey is because the, the ground is fertile, the, um, the trees, fruit, fruit trees, pomegranates, um, oranges, apples, all of that. So that's how they ate. I wanna put a little pin in that too. Notice how the most high is talking about produce he ain't say nothing about meat or nothing like that. Remember, the Most High said all the trees and all the fruits that grow and vegetables that grow from the ground, that's meat to you, okay? This is a part of the laws. But if you have to eat animal byproducts, eat only the um, clean meats. We already went through this because I did a lesson um, recently on changing your diet. So I want to remind people that the most high is saying, let the, let the uh, fruit to the ground and of the trees and the vegetables be your meat. That means there's so many minerals, vitamins, everything you need that comes from the ground. You don't really need to eat meat, but if you want to eat meat, because he technically says, if you lusting for me, Yep. If you really desire a piece of animal flesh, get a clean one. What's the clean one? Nine times out of 10, the clean one is you get an animal that feeds off grain. Yeah. You don't go and get no animal that's being fed bone meal, blood meal, um, eating each other, um, getting steroids, 
all kinds of stuff that's making men's breasts grow and making five and six-year-old little girls grown women and little boys. Yeah, that's what's happening in today's times. But anyway, okay, so that's, um, oh, um, Yeshua 5, 13 through 15. Um, an angel appears to Yeshua. Now, remember, they get ready to go to war. They are, uh, they are going to fight many nations. They're going to fight several nations. Remember, they got to get to Canaan. And before they get to Canaan, they get into different nations. They got to go through different nations to get to Canaan. Why is this important? Remember, it's not nearly as many of them as it is in these other nations. And many of these nations have very powerful men. However, they're walking with the most high. Most High said he's going to be in the midst of them. And remember, the Most High said, vengeance is mine. He says it's in the Old Testament. He says it's in the New Testament. He also says um, the Most High will not be mocked. This is New Testament. You will reap what you sow. You're not going to play with the Most High. What you do is going to come back to you, okay? He also says an eye for an eye. So I quote these because the Most High is going to fight the battle. He said the battle is mine. He said the battle was yours. Now, even though the Most High is sending them into battle and they ready head to toe ready armor they ready the most high is going to wipe them out and then they're going to get the leftovers that's what the most high said the most high said the battle is his vengeance is his so guess what he gonna do i'm getting ready to read it so then it came to pass meaning uh sooner or later or uh, a little while that passes Yeshua was in Jericho and he looked up and saw a man, quote unquote, um, standing on the opposite of him with a sword in his hand. And Yeshua said to the man, are you for us? Are you for the adversaries, for the other people? And the man, quote unquote, said, no, rather I came as the captain of the army of the Most High. Say what now? Another miracle. The man was an angel. And he came with an army of angels to fight these heathens. Oh, child. Are they not witnessing miracles? First hand. The most high said, nobody saw my miracles but you. But the, this angel... First of all, let me just put a little dot in that, okay? Let me just put a little period in that because I, 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 I want to build on that. Angels are huge. Angels ain't no little thing. Us, um, aside, you know, if you side by side a human being with an angel, we like 1% of that angel's height. Remember, angels are not men. Angels are spirits, Okay. They could be sent and directed anyway. We got spirits watching over us right now. You don't believe me? Go to the platform and, and listen to the shepherd of her mind. They walk with you the minute you came out your mama's womb. Okay? This angel came in the form of a man with a sword, was standing waiting for Yahshua, ready with his multitudes. Uh-huh. Remember, the children of Israel got to fight several large nations that fight people. And they mighty men of valor, mighty men of war. And the children of Israel is nothing in the, in the grand scheme of things as far as numbers. 
So who did the most high send down? An angel with an army. Now, I don't know. I'm a big movie buff. And I'm going to tell you this. For those people who ever saw, oh, crap, uh, The Lord of the Rings. You ever saw The Lord of the Rings, that last part when everybody was going to war and they didn't have enough people to fight the wicked army. And I mean, the wicked army was swallowing them simply because it was so much wickedness and it was all kinds of devils and all kinds of stuff. And the, um, the regular people needed an army. So everybody, all the rest of the kingdom was assembling, but it wasn't nearly enough to fight these devils. So one of the ones that was ordained to be the king, he had, um, he, he had to take some kind of sword or whatever away from these spirits that was doomed. So he did that, you know, in the quest that they had. And then they said, you know, they was getting ready to kill them. The spirits was going to kill them because there was a curse on the spirits. And then this ordained king said, if you help me fight these armies, these wicked armies, I will set you free because there was a curse on them that they would be um, doomed to stay in this uh, place or whatever. So they said, okay, we'll help you fight and you free us. They saved that for the last trump card because the, the, uh, the humans was being slaughtered by the wicked devils. When that king, sent those spirits to kill those devils, they were slaughtering all of them. This is what this could be equated by. And I know that, you know, when I say a movie and stuff like that, that it can no way in, uh, compare to what the most high will do to you. But I just want to give you, when I describe something, I want you to have the full experience of um, understanding how this works. So for those people who's ever seen the Lord of the Rings, and I mean the last part, if you ever saw that part and you see those um, spirits going through those devils and just killing them dead, this is what I want you to think about when Yahshua saw this um, quote unquote man that was an angel standing there with his, um, his sword drawn out and Yahshua asked him, well, are you for us or are you for them? And that spirit said, I came here by the most high with my army, with the most high's army. You know, he's the captain of that army. So you know that the most high is not playing. He did not come to play. Okay. So he said he came as the captain of the army of the most high. And Yahshua bowed down and worshiped this quote unquote man that was an um, angel. Okay. And, um, then he said to the angel, what does the most high ask of me? He's asking the angel, what you want me to do? Yeshua said, what you want me to do? What you want me to do? Okay. And the angel said, take off your shoes for where you're standing is holy. And Yeshua took them off. Yeah, you never played with the most high, baby. Okay. So now they mean with the angels because they about to fight. Okay. It's going down. They assembling. They're getting everybody together because they got they got to go to war. They go into war, honey. So you know you got, um, I already told you, that you got um, Gad, Reuben, Manasseh. You got the other, um, the other, eight, eight, nine, nine tribes. You got a captain of the army that's an angel and multitudes of angels going to war 
Okay. Now, the angel is is uh, is going to war. The Most High sent an angel to get you, because there's wicked angels, there's righteous angels, there's wicked spirits that are not angels. They just wicked. And then there's devils. There's not only just the devil, and there's all kinds of spiritual powers in different realms. You can't see them. They can see you. They walk in your in your same area in a different plane. Uh huh. I did a lesson. I already told you the government of the spirits, the spiritual hierarchy in the government. And I don't know if I took that um, lesson off the platform, but I have to put it back just to let you know. There's all kinds of stuff residing where you reside right now, everywhere. You just can't see them. So now we're in chapter six. Israel um, is oppressed by Midian. Okay, so uh, Yeshua six and one. Jericho is shut up. Now, Jericho, which is Jericho, a fortified city with high walls was tightly closed. Remember, they got to get to Jericho. They they passed um, over the yard and they're in Gilgal. Now they got to get to um, Jericho. And Jericho is like a fortress. Nobody could get in or out. And they're trying to get in there to get them so they can move forward and go to the next nation and, and fight them off. Remember, the angels are there and all the 12 tribes that's fighting. Okay? So... It was tightly closed because the people feared the children of Israel and no one went in or came out. And Yah said to Yahshua, here go another miracle, miracle child. See, I have given you Jericho, I have given Jericho in your hands and, oh, excuse me, with his king and the mighty men. So the Most High is telling you, I gave you these people. I'm about to give it to you. You about to slaughter them all. Okay, so um, Yeshua uh, 6, 2 through 11. Yah instructs Yeshua on how to besiege um, that city. Okay, Jericho. Now you shall march around. This is what the Most High is saying to Yahusha. You shall march around the city. All of the men of war, that's in um, children of Israel, circling it one time and you shall do this for six days uh-huh and then he said um i want you to march with the shofar which is the um the trumpet for six days and yell on the seventh day that's what the most i said now you notice they have to walk around this whole fortress one time for six days, all the men of war that's in the children of Israel have to walk around the fortress. This long, you know, it's big because the whole city lives within this fortress. So you have to walk around the city. All the multitudes of the armies of the children of Israel got to walk around this fortress one time a day for six days, blowing the trumpet, blowing the horns. And the shofar is actually a horn of a sheep, and they blow into it. So, or a ram, which is a sheep, a male sheep, blow into it one day, one day, one day, one time for six days. And on the seventh day, 
I want you to start yelling. So now I'm going to read to you. Am I reading it? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read to you. What's going to happen? Hold on. I don't know if I read it now or I read it on the 16th. English just rose early in the morning. Okay, no, not yet. Okay, and um, all right. Um, and the city is um, compassed. So it's actually compromised, but they put compassed. Um, and Yeshua um, rose early in the morning after the Most High told him what to do. And the priests gathered up the Ark of the Most High and seven priests with seven shofars, I already told you what a shofar was, of ram's horns blew the shofars continually. And the second day, they went around the city once and returned and camped. And they did this for six days. And on the seventh day, they got up and circled the city seven times, after which the priests blew the horns and the people started to shout. So I'm going to read this. Okay. So Yahshua, the son of Nun, called for the priests and said to them, take up the Ark of the Covenant and have seven priests carry seven trumpets made of ram's horns ahead of the Ark of the Most High and said to the people, go forward, march around the city and let the armed men go ahead of the Ark of the Most High and it was so that when Yahshua had spoken to the people, seven priests carrying the seven trumpets made of ram's horns, and I'm reading from the Amplified, went on before the Most High and blew the trumpets. Then the Ark of the Covenant of the Most High went behind them. The armed men went in front of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the ark while the priests continued to blow the trumpets. But Yeshua commanded the people, you shall not shout the battle cry. Don't shout the battle cry. Nor let your voice be heard. Nor let a word come out of your mouth until the day I tell you to shout. Then you shall shout. Now, why is that important? Because sometimes you need to bridle your tongue. Because somebody might say something that's going to mess up everything. Oh, yeah. Your mouth is the life or death of you. So Yahshua told them, don't you open your mouth to say nothing. Nothing. And when I tell you to open your mouth in a couple of days, that's when you can shout the battle cry. The Most High is going to show them in every way that he's with them. Okay, and that's that's what the Most High will show you too. In every way, when you stay still and you start listening to the Most High and be in His will, and and abide by His laws, statutes, precepts, and commands, He's gonna show you the same thing. The Most High say, if you be in My will, even your enemies is gonna be, you know, they're gonna be subject to you. So, and they're gonna be at peace with you. So, um, yeah. So um, Yeshua had the Ark of the Most High taken around the city on the first day, circling it once. Then they came back into the camp and spent the night in the camp. Then Yeshua got up early in the morning on the second day, and the priests took up the Ark of the Most High 
The seventh priest um, carrying the trumpet made of ram's horns ahead of the ark of the most high went on continually blowing the trumpets and the armed men went ahead of them and the rear guard came after the ark of the most high while the priests continued to blow the trumpets on the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp they did this for six days then on the seventh day, they got up early at daybreak and marched around the city in the same way seven times. Only on that day, they marched around the city seven times. Only on that day, because remember, from the six days, you're only supposed to march once. On the seventh day, you march seven times. Again, the number seven, which is most high's number. And on the seventh, um, the seventh time they marched around, when the priests had blown the trumpets, Yahshua said to the people, shout, for the Most High has given you the city. So what they did is start yelling a battle cry. And that was yelling the battle cry of the Most High. So think about what was happening. Now, all they're doing is walking around the wall. It's a big, tall wall that nobody could get over. All they're doing for seven days is walking around the wall, wall once and blowing that, um, that shofar. So the, every, every, all the armed men did it one time for six days. And on the seventh day, they walked around seven times and then they started yelling. That's all they did. Think about what was going on in the spiritual realm while they was doing all this. Remember, the, um, a, um, a angel was with them with a multitude of uh, battling angels. So while they was just walking, what are the angels doing? You're going to find out. Joshua 17 through 19, 19. It must be cursed. Yeshua told the people the city is accursed. Hold on. The things are um, that are within the city are cursed because they worship devils. Remember, don't touch or take anything and kill all the people except for Rahab. Remember, Rahab is the one who um, protected the uh, the two messengers, her and her family. So they keeping their word. Remember, the Most High said, "Keep your vow." And her family because she had the two messages that was sent to scout out leaving everything alone except for the silver and the gold and the vessels of brass and the iron, which are consecrated to the most high. Now, let me read this and then I'll, I'll say something. The city and everything is, remember the most high, uh, Yeshua says shout to the most high because he's giving you the city. Now I'm reading 17. The city and everything in it shall be under the ban, which is cursed. Designated to be destroyed as a form of tribute to the Most High. Only Rahab the prostitute, which is a whore, say whore in King James Version, and the people who are with her in the house shall be allowed to live because she hid them and protected them uh, who the children of Israel sent to scout out. But as for you, keep yourselves away from the things under the band, which is cursed, because it's all going to be destroyed. That means it's going to be um, 
sacrifice to the most high, give them to the most high, burn it up so that you will not covet them. Don't lust after this crap that they got and take some of the things under for band for personal gain and put the camp of Yasharel under the band, doom them because somebody then stole something. Remember, if something happens to one of the people in Yasharel, everybody suffers. Say like somebody stole something and they hit it, one person, everybody's going to suffer because the Most High already said, leave everything alone. And remember, the whole house of Israel, Yasharel, is the bride of the Most High. I'm going to say it again. The whole house, which is the 12 tribes of Israel, is the bride of the Most High. Okay, so if one of them steals something, well, everybody's going to suffer. Um, and bring disaster to the whole nation. All of the silver and the gold and the articles of bronze are holy and consecrated to the Most High, and they shall go into the treasury of the Most High. Okay? Now the walls fall down. When the people shouted, when the priests blew the shofars, and when the people heard the sound of the shofar and Yasharel shouting with the large, with the large shouts, it says, with the loud shouts, but it says large shouts, the walls fell down flat. So the children of Israel went up into the city and they took the city down. All of the people, this was everybody, men, women, children, everybody got killed. So I'm going to read it from the um, uh, Amplified. So the people shouted the battle cry and the priests blew the trumpets. When the people heard the sound of the trumpet, they raised a great shout and the wall of Jericho fell down so that the sons of Yasharel shall Go up into the city, every man straight ahead, climbing over the rubble, and they overthrew the city. When they utter, then they utterly destroyed everything that was in the city, both the men, the women, the young, the old, the ox, the sheep, the donkeys, everything with the edge of the sword. Yeshua 6, 22 to 25, Rahab is saved. Yeshua went. Um, and told the two messengers to go get Rahab, go to her house, go get her and her family and bring them out safely. Then the children of Israel burnt the city down and everything in the city. And they took the silver, the gold, the brass, the iron, the, uh, the vessels. They were saved and Rahab lived along with her family. Uh, Yeshua 26 and 27. The builder of Jericho is cursed. And um, Yeshua is putting a curse on Jericho, which is Jericho. Okay. Yeshua issued a curse to the people who would rise up later on and build the city again after the siege. And a curse on the people who's trying to build it up, curse on their firstborn and their youngest son. And everyone heard of the event that happened in Jericho. I already told you that the children of Israel, they going in to fight. They coming, they coming out like killer bees. They getting everybody. Everybody. There's specific um, uh, instructions from the Most High of what they're supposed to do. Tear down everybody. Total destruction. Annihilation. Everybody. Kill them dead. Everybody. Because everybody worship devils. Everybody I want dead except Rahab and her family who spared the two messengers that went out to scout around. 
So Rahab and her father and her mother and all in that line, they were saved. Now I'm going to read it in the Amplified. And Yeshua made them take an oath at the time saying, curse before the Most High is the man who rises up and rebuilds this city, Jericho. With the loss of his firstborn, he shall lay its foundation. And with the loss of his youngest son, he shall set up its gates. And the bridge of that is 1 Kings 16 and 34. 27. So the Most High was with Yahshua and his fame was in all the land. So everybody who heard about it, remember, this is different nations that lived alongside Canaan. So you don't think that when they came and started doing these miracles, people wasn't running and telling. So the people may not have seen the angels. I'm talking about the surrounding nations. They, they didn't see the angels going ham, but they sure saw the people walking around every day for six, years, for six days, walking around, blowing them horns. And then on the seventh day, they did it seven times. They saw all that and they saw those walls coming down to rubble. But behind the scenes in a different realm, the angels was tearing that city down. And that's what happened. So, the, so um, like I said, the most I said in Israel, nobody saw my miracles. Nobody saw none of that. But you did. Now, what happened in, in chapters um, four, five, and six? Miracles happened. The most high lifted uh, those priests up and put them on the other side of Jericho. Uh, yes, on the other side of Jericho. Um, the, uh, the angels came and they, um, they said, we hear the battle. I mean, how many, how many miracles did they witness? A whole lot. The, the, um, the waters of Jericho receded. I mean, the most high, you could do all things with the most high. Okay? If the most high got you, the most high is covering you. Just like Yeshua said, nobody could take my children out my hands. Who, baby? Who? 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 can beat the father of spirits. Nobody. The children of Israel are witnessing. They are part of all the miracles that the Most High did for their benefit. But guess what? They still showing me behind. To this day, they showing me behind. This is why the Most High is spanking the hell out of them. Literally, he's spanking the hell out of them. This is why somebody could walk down the street and kill somebody. And I know I keep saying that, but you know what the President 45 said. And he is Eurocentric understand that and don't you forget it the fourth kingdom don't ever forget the fourth kingdom and daniel because this is where we are now in the fourth kingdom everybody so with this lesson i am done i thank you for coming i thank you for listening and um i hope this lesson edify you we will continue to move forward with yashua next week like i said we have outlined um seven, eight, and nine, and that's outline number three from those chapters, sorry, chapter seven, eight, nine, outline number three. And like I said, in regards to questions, you can upload on Spotify, send me an email, and have a good Shabbat. And with that, I say, until next time. It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High, but you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. 
go ahead, save a life today. Thanks.